the new Pishwara Sports Sea. Let's aim sports. Firstly, wish you all a very happy National Sports Day. Let's make India a sporting nation. We celebrate the National Sports Day in India on 29 August on the birth anniversary of hockey legend Major Dhyanchand. Today on the occasion of National Sports Day, we have with us Shiva Keshwan, a six-time Olympian. Yes, a six-time Olympian, the first Indian representative to compete at Luge at the Winter Olympics Games. He set a new Asian speed record of 133.3 km per hour after beating the previous record of 131.9 km per hour and won a gold medal in 2011 Asian Luge Cup in Japan. In 2012, he set up a new Asian track record of 49.590 seconds. He is the regaining Asian champion. Shiva started his Winter Olympic participation in 1998 at the age of 16 and he ended it in 2018. In 2014, Shiva became the founder president of Olympians Association of India and is committed to support the Olympic movement in India. Shiva now aims to promote winter, game, winter games in India and creating an ecosystem pro to produce more and more athletes competing at the highest level. Please welcome India's lone huge athlete, a six-time Olympian, an Asian champion, Arjuna Awardee, president of Olympic Association of India and a fastest Indian on ice, Shiva Keshwan. Hi Shiva, it's great to have you on Sportsy. Let's aim sports. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, believe me, uh, it is our honor. We don't get to host a six-time Olympian every day, uh, and it is it is something that we always talk about Olympics and everything. But I think something beyond Olympics is about Olympism. It is about what the whole attitude is or what that person is made up of and our channel is let's aim sport is aspire inspire and motivate i don't think anybody else can motivate people if you if they can't get motivated by six-time olympian i don't think they can get ever motivated so it's great to have you here uh, and uh, for our viewers uh, and listeners yes uh, we'll get to understand shiva's story it's amazing sport that we will get to know and what he has done. But uh, please uh, welcome India's lone Luke athlete, a six-time Olympian, Asian champion, Arjuna Awardee, and a president of Olympic Association of India, and what we call him the fastest Indian on ice, uh, Shiva Keshwan. So, uh, Shiva, I think you have heard multiple ways of uh, people introducing you uh, at different levels. Uh, but if I want to ask you that, okay, uh, who is Shiva and what made Shiva uh, to his journey, what that could be? Ah. <laughs> well, it's a very philosophical question. <laughs> I think might, there might be a lot to it, but uh, the way I like to see it is that, um, you know, as um, an, uh, an athlete who uh, uh, decided to follow, uh, you know, my, uh, my passion, even though it wasn't aligned with uh, maybe the overwhelming majority of, of people because it wasn't known. But I found a passion and I decided to follow it. And uh, I, um, you know, found a lot of success, uh, both uh, in terms of what other people think and in, in terms of my own fulfillment uh, to represent the country, to, to, you know, constantly improve myself uh, as, as a person, as an athlete. And, uh, you know, you spoke a little bit of Olympism and, you know, I've been lucky to be associated with the Olympic movement for so long. And I'm glad that the conversation in our country is veering towards now, what is Olympism? What is sport giving us as a country, as a person? Uh, so it's, it's fantastic to be part of this and to, and to speak to you about that. 
Excellent. And uh, believe me, we are, it, it is what we want to hear from you as well. It's not only about representing the country, it's not about the experience there, but it's about what makes an athlete at, to that level. But you started with something that, okay, you followed your passion for something which is not known, specifically in India. So what is Lube and how did you actually got attracted to it? Because believe me, it's like uh, I never heard of it uh, till probably I started reading about you. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, you're not you're not alone because I didn't hear about or know about luge as a sport uh, myself before before I started. Um, but as a um, uh, you know, of course, I knew what sl- uh, sliding was. I knew yeah. what a sledge was, and uh, which winter sport aspirant, which kid doesn't know what a sledge is, right? We all know Santa Claus, and you know we, we, yeah. we have that instant association. So it's that that's an easy way to explain what i do i, I do this i do this, I do this sport which is uh, you know which many people know as sleigh riding um, and i was um, when i started off um, initial years as, a, as an athlete i i wasn't focused on one sport <clears throat> i played a whole uh, range of sports i played uh, hockey i played athletics i uh, various disciplines gymnastics uh, and I think they primed me for the moment in which I um, um, I got exposed to luge as a sport. And uh, I think I was ready to pick up, uh, I won't say any sport, because that might be presumptuous, but I, I could have been able to be successful in a in large number of sports because I had, uh, I had a base. And, and of course, winter sports was... Uh, uh, you know, really in sync with uh, with who I am because I was born in the Himalayas and as uh, you know, apart from many other people who attended that first talent scout camp with me, <clears throat> I was the person who knew how to move on the snow, how to anticipate, and and you know, so obviously I had an advantage uh, over there. And um, <clears throat> and of course, when I when I started, I never dreamt of being at the highest level, being at World Cups, being the Asian champion, going to the Olympics, and so on. Uh, all that came later, so it was just an incredible journey that, that took me from from a small town village in you know in the mountains of India to travel the world, get an education, and you know basically shape uh, shape my person. And this is this is the opportunity that sport offers to so many young men and women in our country. That we, you know things we don't even imagine right now. The possibilities are right there behind the corner, so we should be ready to you know uh, to grasp it when it comes. Interesting. I think uh, what what you just said, right? Okay, it it was probably e- easier or probably known to you because you were born in Himalayas and uh, you are a, a Pahadi guy and uh, you knew few few things about it. But still, the wind. Uh, you participated first time in 1998 and obviously practiced uh, practice few years before that. And Winter Olympics was something was never known uh, to the masses. Like unfortunately, we didn't even know much much about the Para Olympics in India. So it was all about Olympics and then the Paralympic happened. Then some of the Winter Olympics things uh, started happening. So I would say I would go a step further than what you're saying. Okay. And, uh, because in 98 when I started, forget Winter Olympics, there was no Summer Olympics either in India. There was no sport in India. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe cricket, cricket, was, cricket was well known because it, you know in 83 we already had the first World Cup win and uh, it was, you know, that was a time where the mass communication came in, TV, color TV. So, you know, it formed, that was the kind of evolution of sport in India. Whereas Olympic sport, is, it has a much, let's say, more recent evolution. You know, I, I, would, I would put 2008, maybe after Abhinav's gold, that we started looking at some Olympic sports a little bit 
Wow. And I think that is so amazing. And that exactly aligns with what we, uh, our channel is uh, there for aim, right? It's, it's an aim with aspiration and inspiration and motivation. It's an aim that we work on. Uh, but again, I'm coming back to the same, same, same point, right? Uh, uh, the winter sports in India was not known. Uh, you were the youngest, uh, uh you, you were the youngest athlete, uh, as a luge, uh, Olympian in 1998, uh, winter Olympics. And, uh, before that, we, that, okay, the sport was there, but it was a tough sport, uh, with the, all the protection, all the security, safety that you need. And some advanced countries with the focus on winter sport, they already had the proper arenas. So how, how, what made you just tough sport and how did you actually train in a safe and secure environment, uh, during your training days? Mm. Uh, well, I think, uh, the training environment, uh, I had to uh, recreate on my own, uh, because since we didn't have any of the facilities, it was just an adaptation of the facilities. In fact, in, in our case, um, the, the kind of sledging we've been used to as kids in India was more, uh, for fun. So basically more taking a sled, going on snow, having fun, having some races with your friends. But the artificial track luge, what I do is, as, as a sport, is, is high tech. The, the, the ice needs to be prepared uh, like a mirror. Um, in fact, it's a one and a half kilometer long freezer. Mm-hmm. So they are artificially freezing the ice track so that you know, the, the conditions can, can remain the same for, for the competition and for a large part of the year. And we have none of that in India. So... Uh, so I actually had to modify the, the sled and, and take off one of the main components of the blades and put wheels under it. So now you can use that sled on the road. And even though, of course, you need a good road without too many uh, potholes and all, because it's very dangerous when you're going at that speed. But, uh, but you know, suddenly it becomes possible. Uh, suddenly you can do a little bit more. So although a lot of my, uh, let's say, professional part of my training was abroad uh, in the actual venues of the races and you know part of the international group etc now with this modification while i was in india i can still compete i can introduce others to the sport i can popularize the sport um, so i had to put up with a lot of these uh, let's say innovations mm-hmm. uh, in fact um, you know uh, many other countries they, they spend so many resources on uh, on equipment and luge is a technology-heavy um, sport. So if you have uh, the right sled, you can reach a certain speed. If you don't have the right sled, you will never be able to, no matter how good you are. Um, and there are countries like the US that has NASA, Dow Chemical, companies like this supporting them. The, uh, we have Mercedes, there's BMW. All these companies are in this space making sleds. And in India, there's me who... who learned how to work with fiberglass and polished steel and then started making the sleds myself in my garage. So this was the, the, the difference, let's say, in, in equipment that, uh, you know, this is a big gap that we still, that we are yet to, uh, yet to cover. And, and I'm sure it's the same in many sports. Yeah. You are literally a right brother uh, doing, uh, building a plane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but uh, when you returned to India for the first time and uh, wore, the, wore the national jersey uh, to do that, and uh, it's like, and knowing that you are the lone warrior of, from 1.3 billion, or when you started, probably you were 1.2, 1.15 billion uh, uh, population. 900 million. Okay, first okay, million. Okay, <laughs> 900 million. Okay, so we were not in billion that time. Uh, so you, you can say the journey of 400 million that you have seen from there to now. Uh, 
of Indian population. But how does it feel to be a lone warrior and uh, and the lone flag bearer in this for so many years? Um, well, initially, I uh, when I was just starting off, I didn't realize uh, that uh, you know the the journey that I'm uh, undertaking is much bigger than myself. Uh, once I started reaching international venues, I started seeing you know the Indian flag coming and and people. Uh, Indians who are living all over the world coming over, coming over to to support. Um, I started getting messages of support from you know people all over the country. You know the few of course who had heard about me, but it, it was a lot of people for me. And um, that's when I started realizing the magnitude of what I'm I'm, I'm trying to do and trying to achieve. And uh, it was a big um, push for me in terms of uh, you know motivation because. When you're when you're doing something for for yourself, and you're facing obstacles, you know you get affected in a certain way. But when you know that it's something bigger than yourself, then you are able to sacrifice that much more, because um, because you know that there are other people counting on you. And, and just the way I am as a person, that gives me extra energy. You know, some people they feel uh, pressurized when you have uh, an audience. Uh, some people feel motivated, so everybody kind of reacts with it, uh, with it differently. But for me, it it it, it gave a, put a lot of weight on my shoulders that you know that that made sure that you know I know the importance of what I'm doing and that uh, you know to take it that much more seriously. Yeah, and o- over over twenty years of uh, professional racing at Compute Racing, what has been what were the the best moment that you had, or what were the the most cherishable race? It could be win. Or a loss, but what were those? Uh, well, you know, I think um, uh, wins and losses are always things that I uh, try to overcome uh, very quickly and move on. Uh, the things that really uh, stay with me is uh, uh, first of all the um, the people you meet, uh, so all the friends you make around the world, and then you know that that is. Uh, you know, the t- togetherness we feel that, you know, we're not so different, even though we are from different uh, countries, we speak different uh, languages, different beliefs and everything. So that is, the, the friends I made all over the world, that's one big thing. Um, secondly, the sense of belonging uh, to the community of, uh, you know, citizens of, of our country, Indians all over the world. Mm-hmm. This uh, the sense that, you know, you're doing something for, for a greater cause. That is a feeling that, uh, you know, it defined a lot of my journey and, 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 and that is something that helped me go on. And that's one of my, you know, most cherished, I think, memories, having that honor to be able to represent, you know, so many, so many people. And, uh, and the third thing, of course, is the, you know, the achievements. It's uh, when you achieve something, uh, you know the struggle that you've been through. Uh, after having achieved something, it's, it's a massive sign of, uh, you know, uh, relief and uh, uh, you know, release of, of all the adrenaline, of all the tension of, 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 of such a long time that you are striving for that goal. So these are the things that I think uh, emotions that that remain with you for uh, for a longer time. Okay. So okay. So again, while we are in the emotion uh, and the mental aspect of it, how what were the feelings or did it ever stuck to you that the flag at the Olympics is flying? Indian flag is flying only because of you and for you. Yeah, I mean, the, the first time I went to the Olympic Games in 98, I was the only Indian representative at the Games. So, the Olympics, I was the only Indian at the Games. And, um, you know, as a 16-year-old, I went to a stadium in which there are, you know, almost 100,000 people. They are 
billions watching on TV from around the world. And uh, up until that moment, I'm training in a very secluded place all by myself on the, on the mountainside. You know, nobody knows what's going on. And all of a sudden, you're catapulted in, in, to the center of the world. And uh, this, this feeling is, uh, you know, something that uh, it's, it's indescribable. Um, and uh, much less for a 16-year-old who doesn't really can't get to know what, uh, what, what all is going on. But I, all I knew is that, you know, I have, I have to, um, uh, you know, be courageous, be brave, and uh, just take that flag. And even though I wanted to, you know, cover my face or go <laughs> somewhere. Uh, and then once, once I, um, you know, once I entered the stadium with the flag, uh, I felt, um, you know, so empowered because that flag represents uh, so much, right? Yes. That uh, from that moment onwards, there's no, uh, you know, I, I wasn't uh, shy anymore, right? Mm-hmm. That, that from, that, from that moment, it, it got uh, transferred into, the, you know, feeling of pride that, you know, I'm carrying this on behalf of yes. you know, 900 million at that point of time. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that was an incredible feeling, and uh, and you know, we uh, in, in in school we always say one in a million, one in a million, and this is what nine hundred million. So you know, it, you know, it just it baffles you the the, the, the scale of things. Excellent. That's why I just I I didn't want to touch upon anything else but the emotion side of it because the flag is flying for you and because of you. Uh, so uh, on on. On the, on the similar lines, you have won so many awards and so many championships uh, throughout your career. You are, the, you are the fastest Asian as a, as a record and you are the fastest Indian on the, on the ice. But in the process, what were the biggest challenges that you actually came across? Uh, one from probably infrastructure is the biggest one. But other than that, uh, the, it could be financials, it could be the mental thing, it could be injuries because this is you are scared of there's speed, there's adventure. So what kind of challenges... Uh, that you had in your life and how do you overcome those? Uh, well, I think uh, one of the challenges which I did not have any control over and one of the things that probably affected a lot uh, is the organization, administration of sport uh, because we didn't have a system in place that churns out athletes. So in my time, and I'm sure it's, it's still the same for a lot of people, uh, it's up to you to, to uh, lay the path, you know. There's no beaten path, there's no uh, processes in place for you and you have to make those. And that, that's extremely difficult when you are you know, dealing with uh, elite level of competition, you know, competing against athletes that have everything, uh, you know, at least from your perspective. They might still complain, they might still say that, no, we have less this, less that. Yeah. From where we're coming from, we see all the, <laughs> you know, all the facilities that many of these people have and it, it, it baffles us. So that was one uh, of, you know, one huge challenge. Um, as far as myself personally, uh, the um, to overcome your own uh, mental barriers that was uh, that was that was what my uh, my journey was all about. Uh, because as as you know, you mentioned luge is a high speed sport. We cross 150 kilometers an hour. Uh, we don't have any kind of uh, protective gear. We don't even have brakes. Uh, so the, um, the the sport is about going all out, you know? yeah. and so you have to be uh, you have to train yourself for um, the your, your reaction your bo- your body's reaction to become a second nature. Uh, so you know that when you are in a certain uh, situation in a curve, 
how you have to how you have to react and many of things these things are counterintuitive because luge is a sport in which uh, we we, um, we we face a very high level of centrifugal force also known as g force which we know as uh, 1g is basically the equivalent of your weight which is which is the the, the, the pull of the earth on yeah. on us and in luge when a in so in curves you can reach about 7 g's in certain uh, situation you can reach 9 and 10 g's if you if you taking a curve wrong that means your weight becomes 10 times what you are and over that we're not on uh, we're, we're not uh, flat on the ground because the entire track raises up it's like a roller coaster ride so you're pushed against the wall with this g force this invisible force and you're even uh, more than 90 degrees so you feel that you're supposed to be falling down because you are you know upside down but no you're being pushed upwards so there's a lot of uh, you know training to be done and uh, and and the the base is to overcome your fear because if you are scared uh, your body doesn't perform you have to flow you have to be relaxed uh, and in fact being relaxed is is one of the keys to this sport you know how to convert uh, momentum to speed and how to how to turn the sled effectively etc so the fear is the is the biggest thing and, and the the only way really to get over fear is to, to face it and and, uh, and and to overcome it you know just uh, head on there's no um, and so it's basically straining and uh, that that what's that's again what gives you uh, gives you the confidence so so that yeah that was the biggest challenge personal so be, being cool on the ice is the challenge <laughs> 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 so so uh, how did you actually uh, so while training that uh, there is so much of stress going on on the on the mental conditioning we saw in the current olympic also for mm-hmm. uk few cases about withdrawal and what happened so while you were training for this because you are only competing against yourself it was mm-hmm. always a speed that you had and a sport which was not known uh, for most of the people so what were the mental thing going and how did you actually overcome the mental toughness what what we call a mental conditioning in the in the new world uh how did you work on that well there's um, there's actually a lot to to work on uh and um, it's um, i don't think it's it's fair to uh, expect any athlete representing a country to deal with uh, so many things uh, which is why i think it's important for Uh, the system, the administration, to make the process as simple as possible and as straightforward as possible for the athletes. So the athletes really get to concentrate on what is their core competence, you know, to get better, to to fight their own internal uh, struggles, not deal with, uh, with with other things. So, I mean, for me, um, my my um, my faith, I think, uh, had um, played a big part. okay because uh, i remember when i was uh, when i was a kid i was not so confident in my abilities i was scared to go down from the start and uh, you know i had a guruji in india who gave me uh, some vibhuti and he said you know you put this vibhuti on and it will protect you and this made a huge difference for me because you know i i felt that you know i have the blessings of of, of somebody and uh, that you know i'll be protected during my run and uh, and that helped me and and you know a fun a fun story is that a lot of my competitors athletes they would wonder you know what is this guy coming with this thing on his forehead right and um, and then some athletes they came and asked me and i said this is for protection during the run and many people started coming to me regularly before the run saying that you know i want some protection <laughs> 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 so, 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 so. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that was one of the uh, let's say one of the things that I believe that I exported uh, and uh, and it was fun because you know we uh, ultimately it created a bond between uh, between so many of us uh, athletes that we were sharing this thing and uh, and because sometimes you need you need something to rely on to give you that confidence to be able to take those risks and uh, to to make those improvements and in a sport like ours the risk is directly associated with physical harm you know yeah. so which is why you know that that whole uh, mental aspect gets uh, gets gets more important because not just you know getting hurt emotionally but you can even get hurt physically so both yeah i i think you get I th- you you put it different if i want to put it you get hurt physically as well as emotionally because i think the the speed that you are in it's very few things to control uh, if something goes wrong and uh, it's great to know that uh, yes there must be incidences but nothing nothing gone wrong and uh, we get to have a chat with who has completed six olympics and, and you know uh, the, the beautiful thing that happens is that uh, when you're going at such high speed um, you don't have time really for straight thoughts because the moment you have a straight thought you lose a tenth of a second a hundredth of a second you've already crossed uh, 15 20 meters you know so you, you can't afford that and you're going at that speed so it, it it really forces you to to come in the present and it it increases the level of concentration so it feels like you can do a lot more uh, with the time you have you know when you when you're in um, uh, when you're watching the sport from outside you just see a blur pass by whereas from inside i can see the expression of the face of the people like i know exactly what i have to do in the next turn because i'm concentrated and i'm in the moment so you so you feel like neo for matrix right it's like you everything go for you but for everybody else you're too fast yeah. so <laughs> time time slows down yeah yeah that's how it works is this thing and uh, after you actually uh, just coming to sec- the second part of uh, the thing it's uh, after after retirement after uh, from after uh, participating in the last uh, olympics uh, you actually got appreciated and uh, you got received arjuna award uh, in 2020 so what how do you feel that this kind of appreciation is required for particularly athlete who are choosing to do different sport yes those awards are given to multiple athletes playing the common sports but something like you how do you think this kind of appreciation is required or rewards what does this reward mean to you um it meant a lot to me uh i think it would have meant um, probably even more if it would have come at the right time yeah uh, but nonetheless um it was a, fi- a finally a confirmation and appreciation of the effort that i had put in for so many years so it felt good uh plus the year i won the award the cash uh, component was increased significantly so that was a huge support because athletes especially non funded athletes are always <laughs> need financial support correct and um, and also it helped to uh, for so many people to get to know about the sport and after i won the award i i you know was surprised at the amount of people who wrote to me saying that i want to take up the sport please help me so it does help it does help to to um, you know to to increase sports culture of the country to uh, you know to increase aspiration towards a particular sport because people are watching and people do get inspired by this and sometimes you don't realize because we are going through it in first person but but sport is something that is there to inspire the whole country so awards are extremely important and uh, i would also say that especially something somebody who is doing something new 
if if as a country we want to promote this kind of you know leadership qualities in people that you know go and experiment make something new uh, then we should be avoiding that even more uh, i think you know that that gives an incentive to people to go outside the uh, the comfort level you know and then find and find something out because this is this is ultimately all coming and helping our country where we are uh, you know we are we are basically giving our population more chances to succeed yeah and i'm so rightly said that uh, it it means a lot and obviously it would have been even better if you had come at a little earlier when you were actually in the upscale uh, but nevertheless the rec- the validation is is some, the country has given the validation if not at the 900 million at, at least at the 1.3 billion level uh, <laughs> even, better. <laughs> even better 400 million more people got to got to got to know uh, what it was uh, yes. so the com- just one part on the thing uh, uh, you actually founded the whole olympians association of india so what is the charter for that and where do you see uh, it 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 going and helping the olympians or the athletes um so one of the things that i had uh, realized during my days as an athlete is that uh, something that's very different with other countries is that we have very few sports persons who go on and become administrators Yes. and uh, i saw that as one of the reasons why our sports administrators don't understand the problems of sports persons because they were never sports persons themselves and uh, this is something that uh, you know i wanted to change and we've always heard the argument that uh, you know not all sports persons will be good administrators and so on but amongst all the sports persons you will i can guarantee you will be able to find enough people who are good enough for administrating sport and who have a, a you know in depth understanding mm-hmm. and so this was kind of my uh, my mission and uh, i started speaking to other athletes in um, in other sports including summer sports uh, because athletes have chances to to meet uh, each other in at various inter sports events sports functions awards and so on and uh, and we decided to make a group of people that would you know work towards this work towards making a cohesive community of athletes and uh, help each other out you know because uh, as far, at, at least as far as olympians are concerned there are few who maybe find success the uh, they become influential people uh, in life and there are few who who've done the same amount of struggle but uh, are not so lucky in life you know we, we know that there are a lot yeah. of people who are uh, who are really struggling even to survive so uh, you know for to create a community that cares for its members because we know what each of us has been through we decided to f- uh, to form this uh, organization which is uh, which is now the official uh, olympians body and, and recognized by the ioc and world olympians association and um, it's basically for these two things one to support the community and two to give the olympians community a platform to give back to society because even after an olympian stops competing he or she still has that same passion that same drive and a lot of the values that uh, are learned during the years as an athlete and so we want to uh, take these this value system and spread it uh, throughout society even outside the field of sport you know we're talking about uh, excellence fair play determination dedication what are the qualities that people can learn from and use the real life example of these athletes as inspiration and how we can uh, improve ourselves so and and this is where you know this is what brings us to olympism and to understand what olympism is about 
you know it's not uh, it's not about uh, winning medals because if it is only about winning medals then it's just three people you need uh, for the race right yeah. the rest are uh, insignificant uh, it is olympism is is basically a quality of uh, it, it is a, a way of life which is based on the joy you find in effort so basically uh, this translates into doing your best when you when you try hard to do something you do your best that gives you self satisfaction and that is the way of life right um and this is done with respect for the other so we don't cheat we respect the other, uh, other person's uh, uh, effort as, as much as our own and we want to create a world which is based on healthy competition cooperation and brotherhood so this is our vision to create a, a better and more equitable world let's say because after all sport i think is a universal language uh, everyone can understand it even before you start talking you know <laughs> kids understand it much better um the people of all uh, castes faiths religions sexes they can they can compete together and and bring out the best of, of themselves so this is the kind of world we we, we want and and, uh, and and so i think you know it it is a good theme for the olympians uh, association of india to to promote interesting i think uh, this this actually goes beyond beyond the theme of olympics right it's cites lts and forties i think this is now you're going beyond about olympism and making it inclusive for people to spread the word uh, spread the characteristics of uh, what what make them an athlete uh, i think this is amazing and i wouldn't have probably uh, expected a better end to the chat the way we started on the olympism and actually we came to the same topic discussed at the end it was wonderful to have uh, one uh, one question that i i i wanted to ask after all serious talk is done now we we know there is a movie coming up on you uh, so uh, kunal kapoor is i am sure he is going to take a lot of effort uh, to 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 produce, reproduce the whole journey and everything so what is that uh, you have about, uh, what do you feel about the the movie because that's that again a different kind of appreciation or validation yes, absolutely absolutely i think it's a fantastic uh, project and uh, you know i was lucky to meet uh, kunal i met him uh, during my days as an athlete uh, in which uh, he runs this uh, online uh, crowdfunding program uh, platform Keto. called keto keto and uh, keto helped me to fund uh, my olympic journey as well so that's when we started talking and uh, and now uh, Kunal decided to launch his own production label, and he thought that my stories was one of the stories that you know represents you know some of the ideas that he wants to uh, you know uh, take forward. And I'm really honored by that. And I think he's uh, he's a great person, and he'll make a he'll make a good movie. We don't we yet don't know who is actually going to play me because we're <laughs> right now doing the script. Yeah. and there's going to be a lot of uh, loose training involved so whoever is playing will have to understand uh, you know the basics of the sport so um, all that so is not it's not coming any time till china winter right with the olympics uh, no no it, the shooting will start uh, next year i think it will hopefully get over this year and the shooting will start next year so so 2026 uh, winter is when we can uh, expect the the full fledged big thing with whole training and uh, everything else well for sure i hope so yeah for sure right? for sure <laughs> <laughs> so uh, amazing thank you shiva thank you for your time wonderful talking to you and uh, it's it's our honor on speaking to host a six time olympian and not only about a six time olympian it's about somebody who is living by the example of olympism uh, what what should be the characteristic what life is
so it's wonderful to talk to you and uh, thank you for sharing your time with us thanks thanks so much said all the best and uh, look forward to you know be back and, and listen to a lot more of uh, people talking on your show yes thank you and I wish you all the best and stay safe take care bye thank you for watching thank you for liking and thank you for sharing but please to subscribe to our channel sports c says and help us spread the word about sports c we go with the same handle sports c says across all the social media platforms and podcast mm-hmm.